Today's episode is brought to you by Audible, and LazerTime listeners can head over to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook just for checking it out. It's new to you, ladies and gentlemen. It's laser time. That was. Did you get that that reference? Mm-hmm. That was an old reference uh, to what was it? How ABC would promote their reruns. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. I thought it was NBC. Was it NBC again? Yes, it is. Because my, my CTV would become new, new to you. New to you yeah. if you hadn't seen it. And uh, hi, I'm Chris Atista. Who else? I'm Dave Rudden. Biggest TV fan. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome to Laser Time, the internet's. Uh, I'm going to say fourth leading pop culture show after that Gregory episode because that was oh. super fun. Uh, but this show is a little weirder because we have to start it off at the top, uh, making a giant disclaimer. Because what do we we wanted to talk about the fall TV season? We did it a couple years ago, and but even then, but we it did was still like that's because like, Tyler and I thought Dads was such a fucking hilarious train wreck. We wanted yeah. to talk about Dads and made an excuse <laughs> to do another show out of things. But Re- then, remember Dads, everybody? Dads, yes, the Seth Green uh, was it Giovanni Ribisi? Yeah, uh, classic Mo show and the fourth person. Yeah, just an abysmal television program. But then, yeah. like, I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to sound too cool for the room. And I don't watch network television, but I fucking don't, and I don't think many of us do either. And uh, you probably you still watch the reality shows and stuff, right? Yeah, they uh, don't premiere in the fall. But I, it, there's still a bit of a like like luster, I guess, mm-hmm. to the fall season, like because summer. You'll get like Netflix. Netflix saves the summer most years. No, but, but like there's still every week. Yeah. If, I, if I laid out like what my favorite TV shows were of this year, and they, they almost all of them came out in the summer. Yeah, uh, I haven't I haven't seen the new season of Mr. Robot, but I do like that. Is my first yeah. USA show. Yeah. I was looking at popular TV shows. I have never seen a show on the USA Network yeah. since fucking Cartoon Express was. Canceled. I can still count on the rare like you said before reality shows like mm. like Survivor will always be the fall and yeah. the oh, and the spring like it 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 will not be in the summer. Mm. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I will watch that with bated or waited with bated breath every year. It's it always never starts a little summer. late. Yeah, and I think it's um, it depends on like if there's sports and I guess stuff. The idea here to you know if if you're super young or somehow oh, listening to the show, the idea is that fall was always like that's when everything yeah. started. We, you would you would wait all summer with this wasteland, which on our show thirty twenty ten. 2010, where we go week by week and look at what happened in 86, that 96, week, and 06. That's 86 week, summer is a, is a ghost town. Yeah, and like, I'm still. It's, we, we, we thought the show would work on every conceivable end. We could we did not foresee that. The idea yeah. that they, nobody pre- premieres anything in 1986 because they summer. all wait till fall. Every and year. that's. And that's, I don't know, when you you pitch the idea, I'm like, oh, that was a magical time. I would start school, yeah. and all the new TV programs yeah. would start and come back with new episodes and all, yeah. all and the even Simpsons 96, tapes. It was, yeah, yeah, even in 96, it was still that way. It was still, and I think the networks still operate on that assumption. The networks usually do, but now a lot of shows, mm-hmm. even huge shows that are, like, popular yeah. to very, uh, relatively popular, like... Lost eventually ditched the full season and was like, no, we're only we're a January to May show. Yeah, we're not the full year anymore. Uh, Parks and Rec was a show I loved and was at some point was so like I would was bet, like, nope, we're a January to February. I there. would bet Lost looked really bad in rerun form. Well, yeah, that like, I don't even know where it would be rerun. Yeah, exactly. Because it that it, it came around the beautiful time between watching shows via rerun, yeah. but also like this they, that was perfectly timed with TV shows on DVD. 
Mm. Nowadays, it's maybe we can be on Hulu or maybe we can be on something else. Yeah. Or people do that. Yeah, and Netflix yeah. is really fucked because they are actually the only show that dumps its whole season in one shot. Yeah. And I find myself like, fuck, I don't want to watch all this in two sittings. And then anytime I like anything else on any other platform, like, I have to wait a week? Yeah. This and is then, the worst. In the last, like, six years, really, has been the real disruption of that where Hulu, Netflix... And just video on demand in general got to such a point where it's like, yeah, stuff just premieres literally whenever it makes sense for that company I, to premiere it for a financial reason I or scheduling reason. Not like, well, we people don't watch anything in the summer. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. Like, people I, watch shit all year round. I think I remember, I was a big Comedy Central fan. I remember them doing that and Adult Swim doing that a lot. But mm-hmm. Netflix has taken it to a new level where I believe, if I'm quoting Henry Gilbert here, they said they wanted to release one new thing right. every week. Yeah. Every week have a premiere. That's insane. That means 52 hmm. original shows on your network, mm-hmm. as it were. And then I remember South Park always had weird half seasons totally, and yeah. would like show up again in May. They have two They have two half seasons. I think this is the only time they're not doing that, mm-hmm. like yeah. the first time in years. Well, now they, weirdly enough, they the last two or three years they've started in September. Mm-hmm. They've also broken their thing. of They used to be like, we're going to come out, do 10 straight episodes, and then be gone for a year. Now mm-hmm. it's like, we'll do like four episodes and then take a week off, then another four episodes and take a week off. Oh, is that what they do? Yeah. It's a, but it's probably it's, way more healthy for those guys. Yeah, yeah. You've never seen six it, days to air yeah. as they make a show in yeah. six days. Yeah. That's the only, I love, that was like, just I, last year, they had a power outage for one day yeah. at their studio, and they're like, there will not be an yeah. episode this week. <laughs> I had one day is taking I, us out. Something got, something's got to give, and I bet it's the video game, but the mm. fact that the, like over the fall, they will have a new South Park season and cool. a South Park video game, which probably... Is nearly done, I would assume, but still, like yeah, something. When it, if it launches December, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they gotta be by the time the show would premiere. They gotta be pretty much I, done. I remember I thought that was nuts when South yeah. Park was. They were having that three-part medieval thing, and they, they teased the game like it might be out soon. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> it's, it'll look like this, and it was miraculously. I wanted it, but that wasn't even the theme of the episode, mm-hmm. wasn't it? That you had you had wanted to do, was it, Dave? Not well, just. My- just because of fall TV season is why you're yeah, doing this. Yeah, I mean, it got me thinking, like, what do I look forward to most every season? And even now, they're like, there's still some bright spots mm-hmm. of upcoming sitcoms. And no. Yeah, and, like, think what, yeah, which, what drove this episode is, like, oh. Dog with the blog, the next generation? Yes. But, like, yeah, sitcom stars and uh, how some of them, or I a lot of them, really, have, like, unsuccessful post-career, like, careers after their first big break. See, that's what I thought it was. I thought yeah. you wanted to talk about the curse of being on a successful show yeah. sort of means you can never be on another one. Yeah. And I, of course, strove to bring up Lost mm-hmm. just to troll well, you some more. there is plenty. There, It, it works outside of... Uh, I got kind of screwed up because, like, I feel like I watch... I feel like I watch too much TV. Yeah. So when I click on Sawyer and see that he's on a show called Colony on USA, it's like... I don't know of an entire TV program. There will be instances instances of that too during this episode where it's like this person had another show that was successful, but not nearly as successful as their original yeah, program. And Lost is like an extreme example of that because there's Nathan Andrews. What you been on, Saeed? I don't know about him, but like I know. Um, but that's the one outlier in the Lost group. I know like two or three people. Crazy. Two or three people went to Hawaii Five O. That's right, and which, Hawaii Five O is still on the air. And and I love that because it's like. Do you not want to move? So, that's, so it's Jin. Jin is Jin, what's his and I name? think uh, like uh, I think Daniel Locks- Day Kim. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel Day, Day Kim. Kim. He's still on the show. Uh, he has not left Hawaii yeah. for that shooting way. since 2004. Yeah, his life has to be the greatest thing. Yeah. 
That's ever happened to anybody. Oh, wait, that's just on the that's TV show. That's just the TV show, David. Uh, but, but like, Evangeline Lilly, Terry O'Quinn, Matthew Fox. They're not both on guessing? shit. And then I... Uh, no, no. Oh. Well, actually, one of... The, I think it said Hurley was on yeah. the show. Was on Evangeline Wipe, Lilly was in uh, The Hobbit, right? I totally forgot she was in Ant-Man and The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just in a bunch of high-profile trilogies. But Michael like Emerson... where you forget that like they're in so many big things. I've never seen Desmond again. I've never seen Dominic Mon again. Harold Parnu. And what's his name? Ben... Is the I, he's I've been in person of interest? I was like, "Fuck, person of interest!" Yeah. I think that just got canceled. It's, oh, it's, it's still going. I mean, unless yeah. this is the last season. IMDb something. has it with with like a an end date. Uh, I mean, uh, I think it ended, but it had. A, I think it, it ended, five seasons. I think it finally it found that person of, in, of interest. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was going to remark that it's almost better for you if you have an underrated TV show that's tragically canceled. Mm-hmm. So if you think of a show like Heroes. Mm-hmm which we all love for a hot, shining moment, and then did nothing. A couple of those people took those roles in Heroes and went on to make like successful movie careers. Yeah. If Heroes was still on the air, I don't know if Zachary Quinto would yeah. have gotten... Uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development, three seasons. Everybody who was on that show gets cast in every everything ever, all the time. And Jesus Christ, Will well, Arnett. Oh, boy. Yeah. But again, that's, that's, three seasons. that's three seasons. But if you work on a show for more than seven years, I think it's pretty hard for the audience yeah. to accept you. And I tried to... To test that, and it turns out I'm right, but you won't care. Neither will anybody listening. I just looked up Mash. Uh, that Ma- what else did anybody do that was involved in Mash? You know, if you're looking in the IMDb app, it shows you their like top four things. Mm-hmm. The amount of things, like just say Alan Alda. Mm-hmm. Can you name any of Alan Alda's top four other than Mash? Alan Alda. Alan uh, Alda. I feel like he's played like the horny dad in a bunch of things. Uh, like, Dave, I was in fun. the Aviator. You don't remember oh, the Aviator? Yeah. What women want in Bridges Spies? <laughs> uh, no, no, we don't. Alan yeah. Alda. Like no, no we, no, we don't at all. And uh, everybody else, I can. Who are all these other people? Half of them are dead. But I just wanted to use Mash like, yeah, as an example. There are probably good examples from the sixties and seventies. But like the I only people so. that I remember from I think sitcoms, it's a smaller those, pool. Yeah, I only the people remember the people from those sitcoms who mm. ended up having uh, great careers. Like, oh, yeah. what did what did uh, Robin Williams do after Mork and Mindy? Everything. Everything. What did? But that did, show is like kind of a flash in the like pan. Like ER get launches. Uh, yeah. yeah, George Clooney and almost no one else. Yeah, yeah. but I, I know that's not true. I'm just not watching anything on TNT um, or USA. In, in a general sense, Star Trek is like the king of oh, as, yeah. as, oh my as, God, as a yes. franchise goes. Like, yeah, William Shatner never outshone himself being yeah. Kirk ever. Neither did any of that cast. Like, they were always the Star Trek people. And even Next Generation... Uh, in Are a, you from, forgetting T.J. Hooker? From, but, like, he was... T- <laughs> but like so weird. You have to, like... You have to really, like... Like, I know it's, a lot of Star Trek trivia yeah. and history and stuff Hooker. about Shatner, and I'm just like, yeah, but who cares? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was another show he did, but, like, but like Next Gen, it was, like... Brent Spiner had bit parts in all kinds of shows. A lot of them did voice work on mm. Gargoyles, but like none of them, <laughs> none of them ever had like outside of Patrick Stewart, who was just like, yeah, I'll just keep doing stuff forever. I'll be in movies, TV plays. I'll always be kind of relevant. Everyone else just kind of like Michael Dorn did a lot of bit parts and stuff too, but like nobody had that other show. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael Dorn just went to Deep Space Nine, and Deep Space Nine, nobody went and did anything. And same with Voyager. Like I don't think any of those people like. I just I had tried big to, had big shows after that. When you, you pitch the idea, I'm like, I'll go look up modern shows with giant audiences, and they yeah, don't really exist. they don't yeah. exist. Like the the <laughs> landscape of media has completely changed. And I mean, even before that, no, no, it's it's actually like the top seven uh, in terms of viewers, mm-hmm. the top seven programs numbers uh, <laughs> are all Super Bowls, <laughs> and the uh, eighth is Mash. 
that 105 million people tuned into the MASH finale. And then you go down the list of the next 20, it's just cheers at a way distant 80 million, and nothing ever comes close, and it's all Super Bowls. I looked at the last two years of what was the highest rated uh, uh, highest rated show. It was just, it's all Big football. Okay. And it's all, it, none of it is scripted, okay. is, is the thing. None of it is scripted. It's all Super Bowl. Lions versus mm. the Cowboys. Panthers versus the Seahawks, except for this year. Uh, when beating out the Cavaliers versus the Warriors on June 19th. Mm. That was the finals, the NBA finals, yeah. right? Uh, Donald Trump RNC expect, acceptance speech uh, was watched by 34 million people, oh, making it the third highest watched thing well, in 2016. Uh, I think we can all assume that he won't be getting a second season. <laughs> yeah. I can only hope. And I remember when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. debuted, that was like the biggest TV premiere, I think, since Lost or something, like where a, a live network show hadn't had that many people watch. Oh, yeah, excuse me. In, in the top 10 of last year, The Blacklist. The 21st episode, wow. for some reason, is number eight in between wow. all the sports. The last the last year there was, other than NCIS, which mm-hmm. I also don't know anything about, uh, the only the last scripted show was to be number one over everything else was Friends. Mm-hmm. Everything else is Survivor and American uh, Idol held yeah. the record at being the highest watched show every year for eight years in a row. Damn. So, like, I, I used to lament reality show, but I, I get it a lot more now when you want people to watch something live when yeah. it airs. And not when wait for it to be streaming. It has to be sports, or you have to make a sporting event out of singing, or mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And yeah. like, yeah, people are just used to uh, sitcoms and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're either for like really old people, yeah. or they are like subversive and will be on Netflix and just shut shut out in one you know shot. And then you know, a lot of people will start talking about it that way. I mean, I think that's how like shows like uh, Mas- Master uh, no Master, Master of None. Mm-hmm. Lady Dynamite. What's that second season coming but, out? I love yeah, Master like those, those. It's still they kind of work by that mm. that uh, that method. But you so. want to do something really boring? What? What do you think the number one show was the year you were born? Hmm. Uh, Dallas. I'm nineteen. I'm not. I'm gonna say. What Dallas year were you well. born? Eighty. Eighty. Uh, I am eighty. That would be Dallas. Yes. Dave, what year when you when you were born? I'm, gonna, I'm eighty-one, so I'm gonna say still still Dallas. It is still Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> there was. There was if you were in the 82-83 range, it would have been 60 minutes. After that, Ugh. Dallas again. Oh, my <laughs> God. Dallas, another I don't sh- want to stop watching Dallas. Another <laughs> show. I'm JR. Don't shoot me. I have never seen Dallas. I do not. I know bring the back Patrick Diffie. <laughs> I know the theme song and then uh, lumped in my brain with Falcon Crest and uh, all that other stuff about Rich Holmes. But what we're actually going to try and talk about is... What, oh, thank God. How would you say this, David? Don't worry, there's uh, structure coming, I it's, promise. Um, the Herculean task of trying to follow up a hit show with another hit show, and mm. it rarely works out, and we're going to talk about all of this, the, oh, I the sad stories along the way of shows of stars who tried to have a second great show and mm. didn't quite work out. Stuff like Friends, uh, Seinfeld. Yep, and a couple more. Yes. We'll be right back. Commercial alert. Put the VCR on pause. Ah! <laughs> the deal with Audible. 
Uh, I'm sorry. I wanted to say that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Um, and, of course, Laser Time listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash laser time. And I had had my heart set on the idea that Jerry Seinfeld's stupid book, Sign Language, which is pretty much a book about his old stand-up act, was on Audible, but he was reading it not like he would on stage. But it's not there. It doesn't matter. Uh, because Audible is a place where you can get a bunch of other books, over 180,000 of them to be exact, and listen to them on your desktop, iPhone, Kindroid, uh, Kindroid Android, Kindle, all that stuff, anywhere you can put uh, plug in earbuds for the most part. It's a great way to listen to books while you're on the go, and odds are, if you like podcasts, you might have a little interest in Audible. And I want—I I wanted to recommend Sign Language to you because it's a book I read while uh, delivering Chinese food back in the day. But it wasn't on Audible. But there is Fred Stoller's My Year of Seinfeld, where he was uh, the comedian who you probably would recognize as a character actor who uh, spent one year uh, writing on Seinfeld. And it looks like from the cover of the book, which is a crumpled script, wasn't happy with it. Uh, but also Seinfeld related. There's a Terry Gross interview with the guy who plays the bass. Uh, that guy on on Audible. And if, look, you don't have to take my word for it. You can go over there and check it out at audibletrial.com slash laser time and get started with a free month of the service in addition to a free audiobook of your choice. Uh, of course, if we're making personal recommendations, I know I've been playing. I loved the Jim Henson biography that was there on Audible. And I also loved, um, Henry has recommended, I keep meaning to check it out, the slime, the oral history of Nickelodeon back in the day. That's related to television, is it not? I think we fulfilled our duties talking about Audible. And again, Laser Time listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash laser time and get started with their free 30-day trial. you like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. I woke up with my girlfriend shaking me like, what happened? What happened? I'm like, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I think you just vomited blood all over all of our pillows. So like, whatever that thing that happened, I'm not very healthy as you guys can attest, but I spent Saturday and Sunday being like, very nice to myself. Mm. I didn't Slamming even, ibuprofen with whiskey. It, but it wasn't like... Well, you're also probably not hydrating. The reason why you don't drink and take uh, basic over-the-counter painkillers, uh, that happened to me, and I will never do it again. Never. Did never, you take never. pictures of uh, the bloody... No, why? Well, I, I don't think I threw up. I think it was just like something went bleh. Because yeah. I, mm. I didn't wake up when it happened. Like when a baby spits up. I think some, yeah. something like that. Like when a baby coughs up blood. Because wouldn't you wake <laughs> up if you We've threw all, up? I mean, some people die by throwing up yeah. and just choking on them. Oh, yeah, but it wasn't like... It, it, I know what my vomit looks like after a night of drinking. It's, mm-hmm. this, is not, this is not yeah. that. This looked This looked like maybe a so it was, light it was like, a, like a small cup of tomato soup as opposed to like a, yes, a like, big bowl of minestrone. Exactly. Not a big bowl of minestrone, but more like half, half a cup of tomato paste. Okay. <laughs> Diluted yeah. tomato paste. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly full-length uncensored and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. So uh, taking us in is the uh, Seinfeld uh. with Numb mashup. <laughs> what doesn't work with Numb? Uh, it's surprisingly few things. Yeah, other than the rest of the Linkin Park album. 
<laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that Linkin Park is finally getting their uh, mashup because there's also the um, uh, I forget which song it was, but Limp, there's a Limp Biscuit Seinfeld mashup. Yes, I Very, heard that as yeah. well. Let's close out this segment yeah. with that. Yeah, I'll book it in, book end it with new oh, metal. It's gonna be a horrible show. <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck. I, yeah, we were we were talking about people who try and rekindle their success on yeah. TV shows. Okay, just try and think off the top of your head an outlier who has done it correctly. Well, uh, yeah, well, perhaps, and I have one example. Yeah, well, I, I have some of those documented okay. too. But I figured we would start with like there is literally a name for it: the yeah. Seinfeld curse. Yeah. And it, because it's affected just about everyone in the cast, of, like the four main cast you, members. You watched Seinfeld, Seinfeld, did you, Nelson? Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's all on, it's all on Hulu it's, now. And it was like it's all that on was, Hulu. That was my last summer. That was like there's nothing on TV. This is what Seinfeld, I'm watching. And I like I think Tyler and I together yeah. with without ever looking at our phones managed to get through like yeah. four like three seasons of Seinfeld in a week because it was just that fun. Yeah, and if, it still worked. If you go like on my Hulu account and you look at Seinfeld in Hulu, mm. it's it's like a ninety five percent complete bingo board <laughs> where it's like because they have that green line yeah. when you've been he's watching almost it. got every achievement. Yeah, but there's like a couple. I'm like I'm never gonna watch the backwards that's, that's episode. The, the cool the, thing is the uh, um it, one. How did they make it HD? Because it looks is it, great. Is it not the like the whole Simpsons thing, or it's just like let's zoom in a little bit further? Or, I, even or, if it is, or, like it should, you should have a loss of clarity. But it is widescreen. It looks great, and I've never seen this before. I didn't know they replaced. Um, I didn't know they replaced the original Mr. Costanza. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. like for some reason, the Hulu versions do not contain Jerry Stiller for like the first two seasons. Oh, that's weird. Because they went back and reshot the scenes yeah. with Jerry Stiller to replace them. in the Same with uh, Jerry's dad. Like he had a oh, different yeah. dad. Oh, yeah, that's too. true. Yeah. So yeah, I'd never seen that before. No matter how much I've seen them in reruns, and if you if you're not a patron of ours and you didn't watch the Stand by Me commentary, I love that little bit of trivia that uh, Rob Rob Reina mm-hmm. Rob Reina uh, direct wrote he directed Stand By Me and it was set in a town called Castle Rock mm-hmm. and he named his production company that in that little yeah. so in later that's, seasons that's Rob Reina's production yeah. company the, the yeah. town in Stand By in Me in later seasons you would hear like Serenity Now over that <laughs> oh you would? yeah like they would that would be their like like closer they would just put something over that theme but yeah, uh, Seinfeld was the first thing that I, I, I that made me like sitcoms after like that Obligatory, straight-faced, full house and family matters viewing. Like I, I thought, I hated that stuff. I only watched Fox, mm. and my and I remember Living Color competed with Seinfeld, and there'd be a minor argument in the house because we had one TV. Yeah. I wanted to watch in Living Color. Dad would want to watch Seinfeld, and that was like the Marine Biologist episode, which I just heard Jerry say uh, was one of his favorite scenes to write because huh. he just went and wrote it. Like and an old man trying to get bring back soup. They, he yeah. said <laughs> they 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 had to write it last minute, and then. That scene, he, he said, the look on my face is that Jason Alexander memorized that in about four seconds. Wow. And we had just written it. Yeah. Uh, just be- I love that sequence. So Larry David, who is a, an exception to the curse, even though he wasn't really on the show, but he yeah. said of the Seinfeld curse, and this is kind of something that rings true, like mm-hmm. we are making fun of some of these mm-hmm. shows, but it's also a fact. Uh, Larry David said, it's so completely idiotic, it's very hard to have a successful sitcom. And yeah. that is true. <laughs> Because I went back and I listened to that old episode that we did like three or four years ago with dads. And the last segment is us like just riffing on new shows. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, we, talk- we mentioned like probably 25, 30 new-, new shows. And I think three of them had any success. Like three of them that are like still on today. Like shows just like most of them, I would say like 75%, 60-75%. Like most of them don't make past a yeah, season. Maybe I think two it's, seasons. It's probably that same statistic you hear about opening a restaurant. Yeah. Like 70% of these won't be around next yeah. year. 
But yeah, just to give you an idea, I mean, you probably know about Seinfeld and who the cast like, members are, but I... It was I, just that Jerry Jerry Seinfeld was the only person to not immediately try and jump into another show. Yeah. And I don't... But even he... Well, we'll get to it in a second, but uh, uh, just in case you don't know Seinfeld, here is a clip that includes the entire cast together. She's in. Gone. Dead? I'm so sorry, George. Yeah, me too. Poor Lily. (laughs) That is such a, that is still kind of an amazing moment. That was something you didn't do on television, just to murder a cast member and have none of the characters care. Yeah. Uh, And not only because, like, it's one of the few times I can remember all four of them talking to each other in such a short span of time, but, like, that awfulness, I think, was kind of, like, they tried to extend that into the new shows that all four cast members, well, three of the four cast members went on to. Nobody fucking knew who those characters were. Yeah, but they thought, like, well, if they're still just, like, assholes, Mm. maybe that's what's what's got people. I can probably name all these. Yeah, just going from going through them, like, they seem to have that same undercurrent of, Mm. like, meanness. And that's also maybe part of, like, that era Mm. where, like, comedy was just a little bit meaner. Uh, But let's start with... Or your friends, very homophobic. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the uh, least successful because uh, the show didn't work out for him, and then his career afterwards really didn't work out for him. Uh, Michael Richards, the uh, you know, Michael I, Richards show. I was looking up just to see if that had a good theme song a second ago on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that Michael Richards' first YouTube search result is just him on a comedy stage? I didn't oh. get a chance to listen to the clip, <laughs> but I can't imagine it's flattering. Well, for that's the man. what he's—he's he's just so focused <laughs> on that now. That's why he's. But doesn't not, that, not on the TV words shows. Michael Richards and show? Yeah. <laughs> only go to the worst moment of his life. Oh wow. Yeah. Michael Richards shows how racist he is. <laughs> shows the underbelly of comedy. But I mean, this show—the show that he was on, the Michael Richards show—he mm. plays a uh, private, private investigator, detective? and it was just called the Michael Richards. Mike, show. Yes, uh, but uh, it's such a surprise that he was—he turned out to be such a hateful guy when this show was so pleasant. And here he is. This, this, this is a clip. Him working with a client to find out if the client's fiance is cheating on him. So, uh, tell me, how does this work, right? Because the caterer needs a uh, deposit by Tuesday. Well, we got a contact we use, Mitch. Uh, he's young, handsome, you know, power bait. Uh. We'll dangle him in front of her and see if she bites. Well, what if he's not her type? Oh, Mitch is everybody's type. <laughs> the women are robots. <laughs> <laughs> That's I know hilarious. exactly that that guy is the guy from Wayne's World. Yes. Uh, yeah. And how, did I, how did I... I can totally... And Lucky Noah's Louis. Arcade? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the guy from I, Lucky Louie. And, uh, wow. Overboard? Also? Overboard, yeah. yeah. Wow. I totally... And, but that's speaking of the 80s, yeah. and that's what sort of sucks, because Michael Richards is kind of amazing. Yeah. I just watched UHF again. That's, like, Yeah, so great. I, that, that, he fucking kills a Stanley, mm. and I somewhat recently watched Problem Child. He plays a serial killer yeah. and is great in that. Like, Here's <laughs> uh, to feeling good all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so moving on from that... There's Jason Alexander, who is the only person who have two failed sitcoms. No. Yeah. Well, I guess I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, the first is a show called Bob Patterson. Because he was like a Republican... No, it's about a self-help guru oh. and uh, who can't even help himself. <laughs> uh, but here, here's a clip of him interacting with uh, another person who had a tough, a tough time following up their first show. Bob is allegedly America's number three self-help guru. Says so does pamphlets. Must be true. <laughs> <laughs> Bob. 
Would you honor me and read this inscription? Sure. To my colleague, Bob Patterson, it was a constant reminder that there is more to life than success. <laughs> I, uh, I See, I think I could call Jason Alexander or George Costanza mm-hmm. having rewatched Seinfeld again. That might be television's greatest character of all time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I love him. It's, it's... I never thought that until this year and just... Mm-hmm. 10, 15 years of television have gone by. It's still that great. Mm-hmm. But man, when he gets loud, and, <laughs> and man, when he gets loud, I love him the most. And he's never not loud in Duckman. Yeah, you yeah. always have. You always you'll always have a full season run of Duckman on YouTube. Yeah, to go to, and only on YouTube. And I only think. on YouTube. Uh, but by the way, Bob Patterson has a great. It's like you know a early 2000s like 10 second theme but I I want you to I think I want you to break this out next time uh, you have Bob Mackey on Talking Simpsons I think this is yours I will do that the next time Bob the host is on Talking Simpsons (laughs) I will whip that out for him (laughs) yeah he did have that successful animated show but he he had one other unsuccessful sitcom Mm -hmm. called Listen Up and that's where he was a right wing that's where he was a sportscaster Jesus Christ yeah Uh, maybe he just mixed the two together but uh, Bob Patterson I just he sounded like a a senator or something yeah Yeah, that is true (laughs) Uh, but Listen Up actually from what I read like it had decent ratings Mm -hmm. and this went uh, like an entire season Mm -hmm. whereas Michael Richard show went nine episodes Mm -hmm. Uh, Bob Patterson went 10 episodes and only half of them aired. This was a full season, and apparently it had okay ratings, but was just way too expensive. Are you even talking about the the is, person most afflicted by the Seinfeld curse? Uh, Well, I don't think so, but we'll get to it in a we're second. In middle, okay. We're in the okay. middle of Jason Alexander. Yeah, this is Jason Alexander. This is it's kind of hateful towards an entire sport. I feel a song coming on. <laughs> I go to foreign countries and there's soccer everywhere. They've got big screens for the World Cup set up in the village square. But on TV in the U.S., soccer gets a zero share. Because we know soccer blows. No one ever scores in soccer. If there's a highlight, it's a shocker. You win by saying, referee, that player hurt my widow knee. We had. Yeah, you don't need me to defend soccer, but yeah. so full of shit for so many reasons. You can apply all that to hockey, mm-hmm. and then every American would jump down your throat. But that did seem a little bit, I mean, better than what we've been showing so far, or I, talking about so far. That seemed somewhat funny, yeah. and it's and it, it, it apparently was because of costs that it, it didn't last as long. Oh, it, it, really? Because I was also... song every time? This is, granted, this is 2000, so this might have been shit ratings, but like mm-hmm. the first episode got 11 million, and the last episode had 8 million viewers, and it's like... Every every any, every single network show, mm. every person on that show would murder their families yeah. to get that many viewers. That's, I like <clears throat> watching a bunch of the Seinfeld special features after falling in love with the show last summer again. Mm-hmm. I was that Jason Alexander was like you know primarily a stage actor mm-hmm. and and he didn't want to do television. And so when I think about what's great about him, it is emphasized in that clip that he's yeah. like he moves, he moves like there are people in an audience watching him. He, yeah. Uh, he, He's, he can sing. Yeah. If you see, it, it, I, I swear, just type in Jason Alexander McDonald's and you'll see his like on-screen debut wow. in a singing, dancing McDonald's commercial great. in the 80s. It's awesome. Hmm. It is awesome. 
Uh, so even Seinfeld himself mm-hmm. is not immune to this because even though he wasn't the star of it and it was not necessarily a sitcom, I still count with the marriage, the marriage ref. Yes, which he was an executive was- producer on. But was a frequent guest. Like, there's only yeah. it lasted two seasons. There were only twenty episodes. It's he terrible. was on like I think about like five to like it was like seven just or just do so. a fucking podcast. Like, if you just want to compile famous people in a room to make jokes, yeah, this does. They don't need to weigh in on the stranger's relationship. Which, uh, he, yeah, here is. It's called the Marriage Ref. Here is Here's a thirty the, second the clip. Intro is great. Well, I don't have that, but I have a thirty second clip of in discussing a marriage, asking if the husband is gay. Not. I don't think the shirt makes him seem gay. I don't either. I think I, it's the fact that he says stripper sheet. That's St- Greg Geraldo, by the way. All right, the please. only thing that makes him seem gay is I'd like to see him in this. <laughs> yeah. Any guy, I don't know. How do you With have, pinky yeah. <laughs> Or saying to her, your body is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you guys are lisping. That's I pulled some air to do that lisp. That's cheating. <laughs> I pulled some pieces for you. <laughs> I feel I, I just watching this. I felt like we were reading about all of a sudden network TV is going down in flames. Mm-hmm. And if you'd ever seen Seinfeld live, he toured a lot with a man named Tom Papa, who's yeah. a fucking great comic. And I just that looked like the biggest favor Jerry Seinfeld had ever done for both NBC and Tom Papa. Yeah. Jerry, we need you. We're desperate. Anything you want? Huh? What? A, my friend Tom Papa, what yeah. about this marriage ref I couldn't, idea? I couldn't find that that clip, but like, wasn't the first episode was like, "Here's my friend Tom no, Papa." The, the intro is Jerry Seinfeld explaining his friend show. Okay, and he explains what the You're show is. You're gonna love about. it. You're gonna love it. We're gonna divorce people. It'll be amazing. <laughs> uh, but the person who broke out of this is Julie Louis Dreyfus. You want to talk about the the worst afflicted? Who? Uh, Patrick Warburton. Because oh. he he his show went to series immediately, The Tick, oh. and is see people keep calling that show awesome, mm-hmm. and it is not awesome. <laughs> Did anybody else see The Tick? Yeah, mm-hmm. the it's, live action one. Yeah, it's good, but, but the cartoon is so great. Like they're both good. It, yeah, I, I know they're separate things, but like I'll never like like as much as I like the cartoon. But I don't believe that never aired on television. Uh, what the Tick? No. Like the, really? I remember, I had to download the pilot. It has Christopher Lloyd in it, and he's not in the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it premiered on DVD. So I think I don't think the show yeah. Patrick Warburton's The Tick never went on the air. But oh, and it's great. Uh, the guy who plays Batman well on that show plays uh, is in the Dark Knight movie. Huh. <laughs> but actually, if you want to talk about Patrick Warburton, mm-hmm. he did have and was on su- he had success on two shows that were basically like the barnacles that like just. Like sucked onto the bottom of networks that are ships. Oh, that's right. He was on Less Than Perfect. So that's which, what like David Spade has been doing the well, whole no, time. That Less Than Perfect was one show that went it, that went four seasons and had eighty episodes. He was also he was on Rules of Engagement, which had seven seasons and a hundred episodes. So Jesus. that was an, that was enough to get syndication. Yeah, I but I don't want to sound like I know we, you can yell at us for sounding out of touch, but we do thirty twenty ten, and it's fun to look at that nineteen eighty six season because like if there was a television show that was on the air, yeah. You were just aware of it. Mm-hmm. There was no way to not be aware of it because yeah. there wasn't that many channels and there wasn't that much to watch. Yeah. And just the, the idea that, that he's been in like multiple sitcoms that yeah. I don't know what they but were, where they aired. As far as voice work goes, oh, dude, he's great. He spent like 13 years on Family Guy and Adventure. How many yeah, years of Adventure, uh, Adventure Brothers? Yes. Which uh, are what, every what, other year or every third year? Five seasons <laughs> in, in 12 years or yep. something like that? Yeah. show's great, though. He's, if, if, if you're talking about quality, Patrick Warburton mm-hmm. kicks the shit out of all the other Seinfeld people. In he terms also of what he did afterwards. Uh, narrates Soren Over California. 
Uh, which they just took down, Elsa. They took sorry. down, which is fine, because that ride's boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but even Juliet- Wear sandals. It really enhances the whole thing. Your legs dangle. I've never <laughs> seen a screen before. <laughs> but even Julia Louis- You come Dreyfus- from a town of drive-ins. This isn't impressive. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I've but- never been to a drive-in, if you want to do something for my birthday. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but even Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who people point to, like, no, the Seinfeld curse wasn't for everybody, because she's had uh, the new Adventures of Old, Old Christine, Christine. Well, that- and Veep. But that that was like always struggling though. It was always like it, it do. I think it was eventually canceled, it, but it lasted a bunch of seasons. But it's it's still syndicated though, because I, I think, think I so. heard her say that like people still come up to her about New Adventures of Old Christine. Was this a show with Steve Carell, or was that the other one? No, that is the one that wasn't successful. Yeah. So she also had a one season wonder. Or actually, sorry, it was two seasons, twenty episodes. So basically, like one season. Uh, it was called Watching Ellie, nah. and uh, the concept of it actually seems pretty neat. It was a. Uh, Every 22-minute episode of uh, Watching Ellie was meant to portray 22 minutes of her life in real time. And they even had a clock for earlier the earlier episodes where it would show, like, in real time. I, I guess it was that. It was like, <laughs> uh, just someone's like, what if we did a comedy 24? And called it 22. Yeah. But, as you said, here, like, here is uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus with a person who was probably very happy this show got canceled. Oh, and the uh, the premise is that she just saw a guy steal a handicapped spark parking spot who wasn't uh, handicapped. Classics is gone. Those spaces are for handicapped people. So what? Why should handicapped people get all the good spots? <laughs> because they're handicapped. Oh God! When did it become such a crime to be a normal, healthy, successful young white guy? That man is a hero. I would have parked there myself if I didn't think it would absolutely kill any chance of a little backseater with you on the way home. And that guy is Twitter. No. uh, But yeah, Steve Carell, yeah, just like two years before uh, before getting on. Oscar nominee Steve Carell? Yeah. Mm. But this, I I don't know if he actually like left the Daily Show for this or if it was like if I, I I they only talked about that like way later on. He liked doing the Daily Show so much. Yeah. It's difficult because he just would come back and do it, and then he would do Produce Pete mm-hmm. while he was in L.A. shooting all these, doing all Produce these. Produce Pete? Yeah, he would he would pretend to review oh. Produce on The Daily Show, Steve Carell in Produce Pete. Mm. Get it? Oh, yeah. come on. It was early in The Daily Show. Slimming Down with Steve? <laughs> Is that what it was called? Well, that was a different thing. Though I suppose I'm remiss that uh, Jerry Seinfeld also has a new successful show. It's the best show on Crackle. Uh, actually, no, maybe Parker Lewis can lose is better. It is, it but, is uh, a great... It is a... It is an irritatingly edited podcast I, with yeah. car porn. Yeah. And pro- I love if – I, if I ever had the gumption, I would love to go in that show and get all the clips of product placement that they do because yeah, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's like poking fun at it. Yes. It's like, look at these binoculars. Like, see them? Hey, Bill Burr, look over there. Like, what is it? And it's just a Honda Elantra. It's a Cinnabon. It's product placement. He's like, oh, yeah. Is that a Honda Elantra? <laughs> yep. Anyway, and they just move back into the, the product show. placement <laughs> was supposed to be here by now. Yes, they, they go up. on the chase yeah, to look for, the, for the product placement. Yeah. It's, it's. I think it's very clever. But yeah, I, the only time I've purged on that show is on flights, and it's like, oh, this is playing on the free. Like, yeah. I can either watch this or Big Bang Theory, and I'll watch. Yeah, this or show. Game of Thrones for one ninety nine an episode. I will yeah. watch the fucking terrain of the Earth fly by <laughs> instead of any of. I'll this. watch the inside of my eyelids. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean. This is, it, you can see why they call it the Seinfeld curse. Like mm-hmm. those are a string of 
completely forgotten but shows, I mean, even amidst a couple hits there. Yeah. Especially, like, Veep, I think, is still going. No, no, Veep is, but that's the thing, Veep is great. When I yeah. heard that clip of watching Ellie, it just seemed like a, a excited Elaine Bennis, where it's like, Veep is at least a little more yeah. nuanced in Julia Louise Dreyfus's character. I've only seen the first season a long time ago, but I really did like it. Yeah. I just lost HBO. Yeah. I, but I, I have to think from the actor's perspective, they don't care if this show is going to fail. They're mm-hmm. probably going to be off, like, if they're off a, a mega successful sitcom, yeah. they're probably offered the biggest paycheck they'll ever get offered and like, fuck, I've just worked for nine years. I hope this gets canceled yeah. in one season. And because I, I love that that's the very idea of it. Seinfeld gets canceled. We hire Michael Richards, Julie Louis Schreifus. So people flip on their televisions and assume Seinfeld is still on. Mm-hmm. That is seriously, that is what they want. They yeah. want people to be that confused. Well, I know, like it, it's been twenty yeah. minutes and Jerry hasn't come in at all. <laughs> but the, the that show watching Give me Ellie, a beer. <laughs> that show watching Ellie, I think uh, Julie Dreyfus was somewhat invested in the success mm. because for one thing, it had that weird premise, which is better than what the other three shows had, which yeah. is just like character is a job. Yeah. Uh, but she watched this for eight years. She was getting paid three hundred fifty thousand dollars per episode, hey. alongside her husband Brad Hall, who's hey. the like the producer of the show, former Weekend Update host, and who I for years thought was Brad Bird. No, like, man, no. Uh, you can see Elaine the... is married to the guy who does all those uh, Pixar movies. He Damn. appears as uh, her husband in Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, that's that's where times. I finally made the distinction. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's not the Pixar guy. But uh, yeah, that's the Seinfeld curse. There's that a couple is a lucky more. Man, by yeah. the way. <laughs> He married yes. into someone. I think she's heir to like some kind of fortune, yeah. and one of the highest paid actors. And they probably on thought they were like they had the same career trajectory mm-hmm. when they were on SNL, but it's like mm, no. He's a good writer. Yeah, he's done some stuff. Well, speaking of done, done some stuff, we've got a couple other uh, sitcom stars. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back with even more sitcom stars outside of the Seinfeld verse, uh, who uh, some have failed and some are trying this season with new sitcoms. I hope you're sitting down right now, Laser Time listeners, because you should be lying down. Ha <laughs> uh, Is that funny? Is that is that must see sponsorship entertainment? Uh, yes, Laser Time is brought to you by Casper, and I wanted to tell you about it because uh, Laser Time listeners can go to caspertrial.com/lasertime and get fifty dollars towards any mattress. Why is this important? Because Casper mattresses are better. Time Magazine rated it one of the best inventions of 2015. These are uh, high-quality mattresses that provide high-density memory and premium latex foam to create a sleep surface that contours to your beautiful body. Yes, your beautiful body. Talking to you, kid. Uh, And keeps keeps you cool and balanced throughout the night. Casper is uh, advancing everything in the science of sleep, and they've done so to bring you a better mattress at a lower cost. I I like to mention this because uh, we're all adults with, uh, let's say, corroding backs. Uh, declining bodies and I am just now I gotta get more comfortable stuff in my house I go and look at these big box stores thousands of dollars for a new mattress Casper says and this is their copy fuck that shit 
Casper mattresses start at just $500, and they have everything from twin-size mattresses to California Kings, so you're guaranteed to get something you want. And guess what? Even better, they send it to your door. You do not have to go get it. You do not have to rent a truck. You don't have to pay shipping. Uh, and if you don't like it, Casper also offers a 100-night free trial, or 100-day, depending on what your work schedule is like. You can try the mattress free for 100 days, and if you don't like it, they will come pick it up give you a complete refund and who knows destroy it make a, a mattress fort out of it doesn't matter it won't be your problem Casper will take care of that for you while giving you your money back so once again maybe if you're in the market for a mattress give Casper a shot and laser time listeners can go to caspertrial.com slash laser time and get $50 towards any mattress Thank you guys for listening to Laser Time. Uh, we had a huge week last week, just so much fun stuff. I want to tell you this right off the bat because we're going to be doing our Monday night movie a little earlier, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, because it's really, really long, but really, really fun. We are watching True Lies together with you, and we have a whole article about why True Lies is awesome. And I say article in the modern 2016 uh definition of an article what i mean is 13 gifts with some subheads it's going to be great though you check it out at lasertimepodcast.com also we had a bunch of fun videos for you this week we celebrated the super nintendo's 25th anniversary i'll say better than anybody and you really need to go to the site to figure out why we made one of our stupidest funniest videos ever and i'd really love you guys to check that out and speaking of videos we also launched uh, after our localization show with greg last week we dug back into the well we have a couple more travelogue videos from japan and this week we're going to be showing you what the coolest retro video game store in Tokyo looks like. We snuck cameras in. They said no filming. I did it anyway. Uh, I really encourage you to check that out in case they ask us to take it down because we weren't supposed to be filming there. We also have a look at the arcade scene in Akihabara, and that's in addition, of course, to the, our previous looks at the Ghibli Museum and the monkey parks and the cat cafes, all this cool stuff we filmed uh, while we were in Japan a while ago, uh, but that's on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash laser time, in addition to a bunch of other cool stuff. And just to promote uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time, that's how we're supported. Uh, there is a brand new Simpsons uh, Season 3 wrap-up coming up. It's Talking Simpsons, which was launched on Patreon, which is where the first season of Talking Simpsons lives, exclusively for the people who made it happen. Uh, there's a, a Season 3 wrap-up episode with me, Bob, and Henry talking about everything that happened in that 1992 area where The Simpsons isn't quite the white-hot burning phenomenon of 1991, but it's still really fun to look back directly at that time. And I have something that might blow people's minds because I found it. It hasn't been seen for a very long time, and people keep trying to whip it off YouTube. But it involves The Simpsons in 1992, and I encourage you to check that out. In addition to 302010, Video Game Apocalypse, and there's an all-new episode of Cheap Popcast on uh, for patrons right now on patreon.com slash laser time. Done with the plugs. How about that? And we go back to the show. Goodbye. Taking us in is the le the legend of Seinfeld, the Ocarina of Nothing. Uh.
God, that just the Chessmaster sound fonts from the Super NES just beep, bloop, bloop. Uh, so uh, irritating. Uh, my life is purpose. But uh, if you had to call a show a contemporary of Seinfeld, it would be Friends. And they're at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Um, On CTV. And I think in the case of Friends, they took that curse and they just applied it to one person. Because Ah. a lot of people just went on to bigger things. A lot of people have kind of just moved away from television. But one person tried repeatedly at television and has failed consistently. Mm. And that person is Matthew Perry. Yeah. Could he be any less successful at TV? Lost in Space Star? Yes. (laughs) Wait, he was in no, that was Matt LeBlanc. That was Matt LeBlanc. I, I had to, well, I was finishing the sentence. <laughs> yeah. Both of you, God damn. Sorry, just I remember that's. I remember those Taco Bell promotions so much. That is gonna. That is a terrible movie to rewatch. By the way, yeah. so yeah. fucking boring. Remember what and, Gary Oldman turns into? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought nothing could be more boring than the Lost in Space show, yeah. which I loved. Is it Gary Oldman? Is he the bad yeah, guy in that movie? Totally. You should Google totally. what he turns. William into. William Hurt is the dad. And, Jesus yeah. Christ. But yeah, Matthew Perry. Uh, had a string of terrible sitcoms afterwards, yeah. and I feel bad that I don't have a good clip of him from Friends. I should have should have texted Tyler to find <laughs> out one. But this is the th- whenever I think of Mackie- Matthew Perry on Friends, it is this clip. Man, yeah, you would not yeah. believe how much uh, su- uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip I watched. Really? Why? <laughs> because actually, that's about to turn 10 years old. So Jesus. we'll talk about it in 30, 2010. So you ha- you have you- Please tell me you've seen you have seen 30 Rock. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah, so they came out the same season, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip and 30 Rock. Both NBC Wait, shows. Mike Graham coined the both, porn title "Studio Titty on the Sunset Clip" <laughs> just a few episodes ago. Yeah, God, Michael Grimm. But <laughs> and when the season started, everyone thought Studio Sixty was going to be oh, this yeah. big breakout hit. I liked and it. I remember thinking, like, "Let it go, Tina Fey." Yeah, you're off SNL now. Yeah. You don't have to make another show about it. Was she Clear- in that? No, yeah. no, but they they came out the exact same season. And the, and everybody's like, well, the one from the West Wing guy. Clearly, Aaron Sorkin knows yeah, sorry, sketch Matthew comedy. Perry and Bla- Bradley Whitford. That was the real. Best Those part. guys are laugh rights and no no sketch comedy like I mean, the like, back of their hands. But Thirty Rock like quickly abandoned the idea that you ever needed to see a sketch mm-hmm. on stage. And when Studio Sixty tried to do that, yeah. man, it was fucking horrible. Yeah, because uh, there wasn't even like out of that the, the like, Tracy Tracy Jordan meta commentary to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the, the, one of the worst things is like the I think it's like the first episode. Mm-hmm. They're like, we need this great like breakout sketch to announce that we're back. We're oh, gonna do the duo? modern ge- the modern major general uh, spoof song. It's like that is this that would never be on SNL. Oh yeah. It's so outdated. Oh. It's so not funny. And it's like because exact- the show's all about that sketch and the, them reuniting as a powerful and comedic. If you watch this duo. scene, it's like. They are treating it like they are passing along right in the Gettysburg in, Address in, or some in shit. West Wing. It's like you call the symphony and get them here pronto. You start writing the skit. You do this. You do that. And I'm like, holy shit! You're. It's a terrible opening skit that you are like making the ends of the earth move for. You start eating what's in between the banana peels. You mean the banana, sir? Yeah. Shut up! I'm busy. But here, here, so here's a scene. little clip from Studio 60. We're going to dress, talk, and behave professionally. You are an adolescent oversexed whoremonger. And all that will begin in just a few minutes. 
Studio 60 ah. on the Sunset Strip premieres Monday, September 18th. That is a there more impressive September cast, 18th. though, right? Yeah. September 18th. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Was it Adult Swim music? Yeah, it sounded <laughs> like it. But yeah, I mean, it was like an Aaron Sorkin show where it's and like it's an great cast, but uh, would sometimes just get way too far up. I, I am fully guilty of saying, like, this will be the better show. Yeah. I, I, Tina Fey is fine on update. Yeah. Meanwhile, 30 Rock is like, I think one of the few shows to emerge over the last 10 years. Like, I'll watch... Anytime someone flips it past WGN, hold on, we can watch yeah. 30 Rock, that's fine. Every episode's great. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll like get a even, laugh. Like, even... Like the Office and Parks and Rec, which mm-hmm. are both great shows too. Like I thought, there are bad se- there are bad seasons on both of those. Like for in, in the case of uh, the Office, it's mm-hmm. the last, and in the case of uh, mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, it's the first. But like Thirty Rock, beginning to end is is pretty great. Yeah, and I I, I also thought like uh, if we were going to mention more modern shows, yeah. it barely counts the Office. Like I haven't seen anybody on the Office in anything think, ever again. But I think it's kind of just because they haven't had the chance really, or like mm-hmm. no one's wanted to do nah, sitcom. There's not more TV than there ever was. Before. But I'm just saying, like I can't think of a single show any of them had done, and I like yeah. I tried to do I like a lot of them use their own research. names and are just like yeah, yeah I'm nobody. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what they're supposed to do. Yeah. That's right. Like half the cast of The Office is their own name, and then like Mindy, what's her name, got her own. There you go. That's like BJ Novak. But she's, but she's an example of like when people do do that, and I know I said do do. <laughs> it's because uh, they spearhead their own projects, and that's why Matthew Perry doesn't succeed because he just like hire me for something. Yeah. What would you like to do? I don't care. <laughs> Whereas someone Mindy write Kaling jokes was, for me. Mindy yeah. Kaling like worked with what's his name, uh, the other guy from the show to make her own thing and yeah. that's why it, Novak? Is it yeah Novak? BJ Novak yeah. yes that's probably why it works they're both writers and but I've watched like I think 75% of the mm-hmm. Mindy project mm-hmm. and it's good mm-hmm. it's kind of like that show uh, with Will Arnett and Christina Applegate Up All Night Jesus. where like that was a show where they kept modifying it to keep it alive and this is a show where school? they have to keep modifying it in order to mm-hmm. keep it alive really so like you watch the first episode, like, almost nobody is still there. It, like, they change really? almost, like, they change two or three cast members per season, and it's, like, just led to a, like, it's kind of a completely different cast now than it was mm. back when it started. And, of course, it, like, it went from network TV to Hulu, so it's... Yeah, it's uh, a Hulu a, exclusive now. It's a Hulu exclusive and it air, show now. And it airs weekly. They didn't dump a whole season, right? Yeah, that's how... Yeah, they did it weekly. Yeah. But uh, but uh, going back to Matthew Perry, he had two other shows that weren't very, very successful. I, I swear I thought one of them was Listen Up because it had the same premise. Yeah. Well, actually, yes. Uh, I'll, let me play that one. That It's called Go On, or as I called it when I saw it, every time I saw it in like the listings, I called it Goon. Oh, it's Goon. <laughs> and this is about a sportscaster. And I'm sorry, the premise is that he's a sportscaster that has to go to therapy. They want you to do therapy? Ten hours of talking about my feelings. So you know what I mean? Feelings. Close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know who should go to therapy? Everybody. Yeah. Everybody with access and time. Yeah. <laughs> it is part of How is uh, that so Network wacky? TV's big uh, big conspiracy against therapy. I actually like why go to therapy? Just watch a funny thing. It is, I think, because they use it as like a modern excuse to film a bunch of shit in a single room. That's true. <laughs> that's in pretty a single much room and like uh, we need you we need like a basically a, a character who can be a Deus Ex machina. Just <laughs> yeah. like do you yeah. think it's because blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Now my entire personality will change to fit this yeah. rest of the script. What if I cut away to what I'm talking about? And, yeah. like, yes, the, the that, that trailer for Go On, mm-hmm. he goes to therapy, and the first thing he does, he's like, let's, uh, I think I have the saddest therapy story. And then he's like, how about we all list our therapy stories, and we'll, we'll make a tournament of the therapy stories. And it's like, this is what you're putting in your trailer? Like, this ham-fisted idea? It's, it, it is also such a... What would you call that? A white concept for a show? Isn't it crazy to go to therapy? Everybody knows they secretly probably should go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And his his other failed sitcom is 
Mr. Sunshine. Oh, I bet he's cantankerous. I remember yeah. this. Why? I, I, I don't know. I, well, I thought the concept was neat. It's about a... He runs an arena. Mm. So it had the idea where it's like every episode could be this completely wacky thing. Like the oh, ice capades yeah. are here this week. The zoo's here this week. Yeah, bands yeah. could drop by for guest appearances. Yeah. Like there, the Muppet Show. Yeah, there was like a, in this trailer, Allison Janney talks about how she wants to bang, I think, John Bon Jovi. But uh, here's a bit of that show. Hi. Oh, hey. Listen, I, uh, can I go first? But I really like to go first. I like you, and I think we should be together. I'm ending this with you. Why did you let me go first? Yeah. God. It's the same character in every show, though. Yeah. It's just like uh, the same cadence and the same. That's like, probably it. Because David Swimmer hit it big eventually as a rough, as a Kardashian. Yeah. Yes. Put a Kardashian next to it, you're going to sail, baby. It's a frowning Kardashian. Juice, juice. And <laughs> Matthew Perry, camera. he's on the bubble right now with the Is odd he? couple. It just but passed I, its second season. I've never seen. I've never seen a fucking I, second of that show. The only reason I watched it was because, like you did recently, I put a, a a satellite in, or not a satellite, but an yeah, antenna, antenna on my TV, and I'm like, "What the fuck is on is right it on now?" CBS. It was on CBS. Okay. It was also on after was Survivor. That, That's why I was watching it. Now that, I remember that CBS still is like one of the like the holdout of like streaming and shit. It's none of it's on Hulu. I guess some yeah. of it will occasionally that CBS All Access app coming in January. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it's I already mean, out. Are you going to have to get that? It's already out. For the Star Trek Discoveries? We'll see. But yeah. I was like, I I want that show to succeed, for mm-hmm. one thing, because Matthew Perry has fallen on his face multiple times. He's it's a, also got Tom Lennon. millionaire I know, but also it's also got Tom Lennon, who has like never really had success. What are you talking about? He's one of the most successful screenwriters of yeah, all time. Yeah, but I mean on the other and side terrible, of the terrible films. Yeah. Tom Lennon is the best, by the way. But yeah, meanwhile, like like almost almost everyone else from Friends has a decent amount of success if they tried. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Matthew Perry, or not Matthew Perry, sorry, Joey. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> again? Uh, Matt, Matt LeBlanc, LeBlanc, the other Matt. Uh, he had that show episodes, Where which he plays was himself a, on Showtime. Yeah, I think that's the key. Go to go to Showtime. You're almost guaranteed to not but, fail. Uh, the the comeback, the comeback, yeah, is it got one season and six more episodes recently. Somewhat yeah. recently, it is fucking excellent, and it's because. Lisa Kudrow spearheaded it and yeah. she wanted to do it and she wrote and produced and got it got it happening and that show is so good. Yeah. It is so depressing. Yeah. And her character is is, is more cringeworthy than like Larry David and Michael like what Michael Brent? Am I getting it? David Brent mm-hmm. and Michael Scott combined. Yeah. Yeah, there's also Courtney Cox who had mm-hmm. Cougar Town for so many seasons and oh, yeah. I was gonna God. use that to, to, to segue into people who I mean, you would probably say they're they're post Mm-hmm. For sitcom work is not lived up to their original work, mm-hmm. but you really can't deny that they like they had success afterwards. And uh, uh, one person who had I, I thought Anison never did any TV; mm-hmm. she just did movies. Yeah, most of which failed. Yeah, but, <laughs> but she just never did television again. Yeah, uh, but I mean, when you think of sitcom, mm-hmm. you think of this guy, and even though nothing after his first work was quite as popular, still had a pretty good career. Let's see if you can uh, figure out who it is. Hey, kids, meet Grandpa Murphy. We have three grandpas already. This one's a great jazz musician. Oh, they all are. You see, the kids, they listen to the rap music, which gives them the brain damage. With their hipping and the hopping and the bipping and the bopping, so they don't know what the jazz is all about, you see? Jazz I'm sorry, like I can't turn this off. Pop. No, actually, it's more like Kodak film. No, actually, jazz is like the new Coke. It'll be around forever. So one, I, I haven't heard that not in a remix yeah. in at least ten years. <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon. 
And two, and two Dan Kessenlet has done plenty after this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm t- I'm, you know, I'm talking about Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Who, who did mean, have he did his first post Cosby show was not it was the very definition of the Seinfeld curse. It was the Cosby Mysteries. Oh uh, well, yeah, that was a series it, of TV movies that then it, went it, into a show. right? Yeah, but it, yeah, it only lasted one season, and and I don't know why Michael Richards decided to go that same route later on, where it's like, you know, it'd be great for this sitcom star if he solved crimes. <laughs> no. But he, I just, he was in another sitcom in that, from 96 to 2000. Co- just called just Cosby. Called Cosby with Felicia Rashad, his on-screen yeah. wife from the first show. Which I think... And like, you can't be more desperate we're, to we'll, grasp at this old fame. We'll be talking about that a little bit later with a, uh, a new sitcom this season. But mm. yeah, like, it. I mean, compared to The Cosby Show, Cosby did mm. not do that well. It was only four seasons. But, like, still, that's... I mean, for mo- most sitcoms don't even get to their second season, let alone their fourth I wanted. I just want to give a quick shout out to the the, the king of the sitcom bounce back. Mm-hmm. I think Ed O'Neill. Yeah, because Al Bundy is such a great character, and I remember watching like the E biography of him and this guy, this director. I forget what movie it was. He's yeah. just like we tested it for audience. Isn't the second Ed O'Neill walked into this serious movie, they started laughing, and we were forced. The studio made us cut him out. I mean, why would why would they laugh when he does great stuff like this? Great serious work like this. Al, <laughs> let's have sex. Uh, no pig. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> That's what's missing from TV today. Uh, the the shrill scream of like that's so saucy. Yeah. There, I'm, I'm not saying. But then he went on Modern Family and kind of had like. But a, played a totally different person. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, different if character. you've ever seen like, I, I love the weird, the weird ass show John from Cincinnati. It's only the only one season of it, but his yeah. character in that is amazing. So he showed his range there. And, and he's just in Rudy. If you watch Wayne's World though, this the first one and his character Glenn oh, comes yeah. on. It is so, <laughs> it is so good because you see like, oh, this guy was always a dramatic actor. Playing in a comedy like that's such a funny sequence. How come when a man kills a, someone in the heat of passion, it's called murder? I love that he hijacks. <laughs> he hijacks the the, the fourth uh, wall. The uh, the fourth wall. Like he hijacks the movie, yes. and fucking he's Wayne has to come over and be like, "Hey, what the fuck?" It's <laughs> it's thrust on Garth like three times uncomfortably, but he's the only character who just steals it. <laughs> such a good it's a great bit. scene. For, and, ah. it's such a good bit. <laughs> but yeah, I've got a couple li- uh, uh, sick, yeah sitcom stars listed who have kind of defied that trend. Uh, another person is uh, Ted Danson, who followed up mm. Cheers with Becker, which apparently God. is popular. But I, we're the, it I lasted we're the, six seasons. We're the only people still mentioning Becker. Actually, the only way I know Becker is because of South Park in this clip. My life has gone completely downhill ever since my future self moved in. I hate him. All he ever wants to do is watch Becker, and that show is so stupid. <laughs> Dude, how long has your future been around? Oh, I guess it's been about four months now. Four months? And you never told anybody that you were living with yourself from the future? Nobody asked. Where's he now? Probably watching Becker. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit more about Becker. I can't can't stop it. (laughs) My name is T. Becker. The T stands for terrific. (laughs) (laughs) See, here he is. Future Butters. Future self, this is my good friend. Stead. Shoot. Yeah, so. That's when the parents hired... Homeless people yeah, to fu- pretend they were the future, future versions of their kids yeah. to scare them straight. Yeah, good idea. Again, that shows. Great. <laughs> and that made me think, like, that, is that their idea of like an, an adult just loves Becker? Like, I, that's the ultimate sign of adulthood. No, hobos. Because the oh. few times I've been to the library, someone is already always returning a standard definition copy of Becker, <laughs> like the the fourth disc from the third season. That they watch in their TV. Yeah. 
I, I, uh, Becker, I have this portable DVD player. Becker's one of those shows that, like, I was delivering Chinese food, really bored of NPR reruns, and at 8 o'clock, I could turn it over on a Monday or Tuesday night, and I would listen to the sitcoms on the mm. radio. So I have no yeah. idea what most of the people in the show look like. <laughs> there's a woman who sounds really bored, and there's someone who's clearly a black guy. Yeah. And the, the one other uh, person who has had a, another show that's lasted almost as long as the original show, mm-hmm. but yet I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. Here's, a, here's the theme from his original show. Flutes. What genre of music is this? <laughs> the Beatles' Honey Pie. That's oh, home, home Improvement. Didn't get it till the... He followed that show up with uh, Last Man Standing, yeah. which has gone six seasons. I think it may still be going on, but almost as long as his old show went on this one, and I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. I get the feeling that even though we probably want to deny it, I bet Tim Allen's movies do real well. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the movies that aren't Galaxy Quest. Okay. Or Zoom. Uh, what about oh, the Santa Claus uh, trilogy? Dude, those, those ki- just because we haven't seen them doesn't mean they're not killing yeah. with other people. And I'm talking like everything in foreign territories. I bet... That sitcom is being rerun in Japan right now, in whatever shitty movie you just put out. It's gonna—I don't know. Tim Allen's one of those people. Like, did you ever do anything good? Like, I, I'm not sure if I ever loved Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. He's great as Galaxy Buzz Lightyear. Quest. It, is what? He's great as Buzz. Oh, Lightyear. he's such a good Buzz. Oh Lightyear. Yeah. yeah, man, that, he is like strangely successful. Yeah, like has not had a like dry period since Home Improvement. Yeah, so has basically spent the last what? No, I think 25 you, years. Like having success because we can laugh about this, but it, like if you look at his career on paper, like man, that's really fucking impressive. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Tim Allen. Then again, I, don't, I haven't really liked much that he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's move on to uh, the the new fall season. No. Uh, there are still shows being made that still premiere in the fall, and a couple uh, sitcom stars mm-hmm. are trying to have their second big hit mm-hmm. this year. And uh, one that I think we are probably uh, rooting, or actually two shows that we're rooting for, have two of the stars of one of the best shows of the last decade. I'll play a Mm. clip of that and the two uh, stars in question. Uh Okay. You want to have a real conversation? Here's as real as I get under the circumstances. It's nice that you've learned to dial back your love of TV, but I'd really like you to come have a milkshake with me. But before you do, I'd like you to remember... How much you enjoy Pulp Fiction. Now, it's as far as I can go without defeating the purpose, really. Tilting the bean can here. Pulp Fiction, milkshakes, bean cans. Listen to how we talk to each other. We're like robots exchanging catchphrases and references. You think, hey. Yeah. Uh, but both... Uh, <laughs> Danny Pudi. Danny Pudi and... Why am I blanking? Joel McHale. Joel McHale are... They are attempting to have new sitcoms this year. I couldn't find any clip of Danny Pudi's new show, but I, apparently I, it's I a big one. I watched a clip of Joel McHale's. Yeah, but the the uh, Danny Pudi's going to be on Powerless, which is uh, another it's superhero. A D- it's a DC sitcom about a. Well, I guess it's an office that they like. They uh, ensure like all the disaster sites or something. It's not Powers. That was that was canceled by PlayStation. Oh which boy. Is kind of a phrase. I can't believe I just said. Yeah. But uh, Joel McHale has a show called The Great Indoors, and Brett, that's not, it's not the, uh, John, what, John Candy. Candy. Sorry, buddy. Uh, I know. <laughs> John Candy is not in it. John Candy's dead. I, he's dead. I'm a, I've accepted this. But uh, here's a clip of his new show. I'm Jack Gordon. That's my D right there. 
Oh, hey, is that one of those uh, special dogs that weird people can take anywhere? You're not allowed to ask if it's an emotional support animal. I think I have my answer. <laughs> uh, uh, I think if I read the premise correctly, he's like a founder of an a f- outdoor magazine. Yeah. And he needs to come back and save it, but it's just the clips I saw are just him, like, shitting all over millennials. Yeah. yeah which is so weird, because, like, should somebody older be in this role? Yeah. Like, yeah, because uh, it's like, you're not that... Like, I think he's the same age as us, and it's like, we technically count, and the tail, tail, tail end of Millennials, so yeah, it's I, just I just like... I read an article that I thought was, uh, Millennials untrustworthy of credit cards, I'm like, that was a healthy fear. We still didn't, like, <laughs> yeah. we ruined the credit industry by being mm-hmm. mortified, like, just terrified of yeah, credit cards. Yeah, when I was, like, debt. 22, I had four credit cards. I've, I've only had one my entire and life. And not until maybe t- 2009 did I get rid of all of mm-hmm. them, pay them down, and just, like, cancel, cancel, Never cancel. again. Yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'll just not eat. I'm not... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's not the only. Those are not the only stars trying to uh, reignite well, their old passion. Jillian with Jacob new- just came back in love. Really? Oh yeah, on on Netflix, yes. which doesn't mm. count because fine, not fall. How can you even not- tell if a like no, has, a, actually- has a Netflix show been canceled yet? Oh, fuck, that's a good question. Yeah. There's a couple that I, I I saw they renewed Real Rob, which is like kind of. Oh, oh my that god, Lillehammer show. Whatever. Oh yeah, ah, the very no, well, first that had one. a couple seasons. Did it? Yeah. yeah. But I guess if you want to go by that 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 token, like, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, half of that, that memory of yours. But Master of None, like after yeah. after Parks and Rec, like he's already had new success. Uh, but uh, as far as traditional sitcoms, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most underrated uh, sitcom intros of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. My eyes are getting weary. <laughs> my back is getting tight. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Kevin James, who, who basically created the template of fat guy, skinny girlfriend, uh, ten years of comedy. I did think Leah Remini was like the most beautiful woman in the universe. I, and this is another one of those shows I've seen two or three episodes. Uh, I've I've listened to mo- I listened to them on the radio for probably four years. I have to say, I have a soft spot in my heart for King I just, Queens. I, like, anytime I, like I watch James. it, I, I find it funny. Yeah, and that, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Like, he's just genuinely funny. I like Kevin Like, James. his reactions. And that but is also- when I heard that song, I'm like, this this year, now, yeah. this this is the opening to your show. Yeah. I thought that was... Because that was like that was like 10 years off the mark yeah. at the time. But now he's got a Kevin Can Wait, and I don't really know Uh-oh. I don't really know the, the premise of the show, but uh, and in fact, the only because he's cl- not dead uh, and waiting to get into heaven because that's what Kristen Bell and Ted Danson are doing. Yeah, been watching the Olympics. Uh, but it's a I, good place. This is a this is the perfect promo clip for his new show to get people into it, and also kind of a great encapsulation of this entire episode. Uh, here is uh, his character from the new show meeting uh, Doug from King of Queens. I need you to shine here. So I heard you got a new show, huh? Yeah, I'm back on uh, CBS. You got a wife so hot on this one, it's kind of hard to believe. Oh, yeah. Nice. There you go, sitting here, too. That's the, pretty fucking I like, brilliant. I, I like they're at least being self-aware about That's it. Like, this brilliant. is basically the same show, but, you know, maybe you like it. That's pretty brilliant. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, they're, they're the... He needs something else for his legacy other than uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah. <laughs> That is a weird black mark on his career. But I, yeah, I can think no better person to end the show with, but with Kevin James, I, I, who had the, the. I think I, part of me liked King of Queens so mm-hmm. much because it was like 
it's almost the last sitcom. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so very like it rigid in its sitcom structure. Mm-hmm. And if the new show is that, I might watch it here and there mm-hmm. when it's on a flight or on on the DVR back up, like back home during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I'll, I do. You like, set your parents' DVR to, to record things for you for yeah. Christmas. Because what else am I going to be David. doing? Like, I mean, I use my parents' cable password for pretty yeah. much everything, but that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. But, uh, I, I did. I did have it because I didn't want to get into it too much. Uh-huh. But I want. I just on this idea, I wanted to look at everybody who has written for The Simpsons, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, that has been the the most pivotal and important people to The Simpsons have not left the show to yeah. do all that much. Didn't that you would consider remarkable? And then I remembered um, that I was watching IFC, mm-hmm. and it's just like from the creator of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Or some from one of the writers on The Simpsons, and it's Dana Gould, uh-huh. uh, Stand Against Evil, coming this fall. Oh, I didn't know he left Simpsons. Maybe Star- I'll go back and check it out. <laughs> Sorry, Star- starring Stand Against, e- uh, starring John C. McGinley from Scrubs. Okay, Stand Against Evil. I think he described it as Archie Bunker meets Evil Dead, and I was just I like that new Ash versus Evil Dead show. Yeah, fucking great. Like I'm, I'm afraid to finish it, uh-huh. uh, you know, because horror comedy is pretty awesome mm-hmm. kind of my bag and like that's what it looks like but this is a live action show yeah live action show oh. uh, created by Dana Gould starring John C. McGinley yeah and but as far as Simpsons themselves I can only think of like the critic and was like even, capital even then even like, then like, no, yeah. no that wasn't any of them but like it, you'd be, it would it would depress you to see what yeah. shows they went on to write for before usually before like the Simpsons movie was like a beacon that called them all back yeah uh, but, okay but it's just like Nothing. There's nothing that comes close to The Simpsons that almost anybody has worked on. It's mm-hmm. pretty nuts. And that movie will be ten years old next year. <laughs> wow, really? The movie's really good, by the way. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's great, especially in terms of some. But but I'm not I'm not one of those people. We have. Oh, a sh- I am. I'm definitely we, one of those people. We have a show, a, a weekly show about The Simpsons on this yeah. very network, Talking Simpsons, Laser Time's chronological breakdown yeah. of The Simpsons. Some would say that our uh, post Laser Time shows have. Uh, Eclipse success. Oh, I'm not yeah. good at anything either, but I have to do this to survive. I'm not casting stones. Uh, one of our shows that is uh, doing well is 30 2010, a weekly look back at what happened that very week 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. That's 86, 96, and 06. Come and see how depressing TV is right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, so as of this recording, we're still in that means we're, you know, we, we we're at the mercy of what actually happened in oh, those Alf days. Alf is coming up. Alf is coming up. <laughs> uh, the Joan Rivers show is coming up. Um, but no, uh, every week it's. Some new game, some new TV show, some movie. The Fly just turned 30 years old. We just talked about Stand By Me. Uh, there's always something fun. Jumping Flash 2 and Tekken 2 just turned 20. Crash Bandicoot's about to turn 20 years old. A lot of stuff. I believe that I believe that I'd wrote, written down one anecdote to read on the air. Mm-hmm. Can you believe the last uh, episode of Arrested Development aired the same day, 20 years after Mel Torme guest starred on Night Court? Wow. It's true. It's and 302010 is talking about it. But uh, if there was a show that was to Laser Time what Kevin Can Wait is to The Game of Queens, it would be Bonus Time, where ah. we uh, instead riff on the very current pop culture stuff that we've been consuming and uh, and you know talk about other fun stuff. Uh, and there's a ton of other great stuff you can get with our Patreon at only $5. There's a... a Almost bi-weekly commentaries, very regular movie commentaries. Also, sometimes I, wrestling commentaries and I know cartoon this, commentaries. I, I saw the IFC, the IFC promos for Stand Against Evil mm-hmm. because uh, I was playing around with my sling. And apparently, all the IFC, the independent film channel, does is rerun True Lies every single weekend over and over again. And we'll, we'll have watched, I believe, True Lies at this point <laughs> or will be watching it this week. But come and join us. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, let's... 
close this out with a final Seinfeld mashup theme to be determined. Thank you.